0: Good evening, Hosea chapter 4 is a remarkable chapter because as we've been looking through the book of Hosea and how God told him to marry this woman and to go and buy her back from sex slavery, in chapter 4 God lays out his case against the children of Israel and when we read chapter four, it's easy sometimes to start out by thinking, man, God is judging them, um, God is 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 being cruel to them. But it's not that way. Because the Bible teaches that God not only loves us and died for us and extends grace to us, that God is a God of holiness and God is a God of righteousness. And you can't have one without the other. And what we see here in chapter 4 is not only does God judge them and he lays out this criminal case against them, it is a beautiful reminder that even when we fail, even when God has to correct us, that God doesn't throw us away. I love when the scripture talks about the potter and the clay. And how he molds us and shapes us. And I'm thankful that as a Christian, God doesn't throw me away when I don't mold into exactly what he wants me to. That he keeps working on me. He keeps changing me. He keeps healing and forgiving me. And so tonight at chapter 4, let's just start this text. And God lays out what brings judgment into your life and to mine and what brought judgment into the lives of the children of Israel. Because as a Christian, I want to avoid the things that God hates. I want to be pursuing the things that God wants me to pursue. And so here it is. Listen to what it says. Hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. God tells them, I want you to hear me. I want you to listen to me. Friends, God does not operate in secret when it comes to knowing what we should do. God will tell you this is what you should do and is right, and this is what is wrong. And many of us try to act like we don't know God's will and what the Bible says, but God wants you to know the truth. God wants you to know the areas of your life that are sin. God wants you to know the truths that He gives us in His promises. And so these are the charges that God gives that is bringing judgment against them. There is no truth or mercy. He's talking about integrity here. All of us can fail in our integrity. We can all be put in the situation that we tell a lie. We can all be put in a situation where we we think a thought that we shouldn't. All of us can, can make a bad decision. <clears throat> but he says there is no truth. He says the pattern of their lives is a, is a lifestyle of dishonesty. It is a lifestyle of trickery. It is a lifestyle of your word doesn't matter. And so tonight, if you want to know the number one way to bring God's judgment into your life, if you're lost, and God's correction into your life, of your saved is to be a person who compromises their integrity. I've pastored a long time, and I've seen people come, I've seen people go, people stay, I've seen preachers, I've seen deacons, and everybody always thinks they're right. And even if they don't think they're right, they will try to convince other people that they are. But there's only one person that you have to make sure that knows the truth and that's God. And he knows the truth. And so when you don't cheat on your taxes and you do the right thing even though you have to pay more money, God knows your integrity. When you don't laugh and tell dirty jokes about that person that you work with and those people make fun of you for being a goody two shoes, God knows your integrity. When you're a friend that sticks by someone even in the difficult times when everyone else abandons them, God sees your integrity. And so, where there is no truth, expect the judgment of God. Where there is no truth, expect the correction of God. But it also says there is no truth or mercy. You see, friends, tonight I want you to know something that there are times when you can be truthful and have no mercy. And there are times when you can be merciful, but yet you don't have truth. And God wants us to be people of truth and mercy. God wants us to be long-suffering and kind and gentle and forgiving to people and tell them the truth in love. You see, so many times as Christians, we are very one or the other But if you want to be used by God, you not only have to have truth, but you've got to be willing to extend mercy and grace and faithfulness. Just because that friend of yours falls into sin doesn't mean you ought to abandon them and treat them like the plague, especially if they've asked for forgiveness and are trying. Forgive. That friend of yours that's going down the wrong path and and you're too scared to tell them the truth and love, you're watching them go to destruction without warning them. And so God says there is no truth or no mercy or knowledge of God in the land. I want you to hear this because you are watching this in America today. People do not care what God thinks. People don't care what God's word says. People don't care to blasphemy God in movies. People don't care to take the Lord's name in vain. People come to church and sit on church pews or chairs and don't really care that God knows their hearts as long as they look good on the outside. And what God says is, if you're not going to acknowledge me and you're not going to seek after me, judgment is coming. And so as a Christian, I love this country. I'm thankful that God gave me the privilege of being born in this country, and having freedom, and having the right to worship, and why I continue to preach the gospel to lost people, to stand up for the things of God, is because when a generation rises up that forgets God in the blessings, God will humble them in his judgment. And Christian, you might be saying, Jake, I remember when we first got married, we were at church all the time, and we didn't have two nickels to rub together. And and but boy, we had the Lord, and we had each other. And now, you know, we're wealthy, and we like to take trips and skip church for other things. And and you know, we we just in a better place now. No friends, look up here. If you forget God in the blessings, He will humble you in judgment. And so as a pastor, I have to remember, God, I need to seek you in the good times and in the bad. God, I need to love you and follow you when everything is going well, just like when it's falling apart. And friends, if you can do those three things and not go down that path of being lacking of truth, of lacking of mercy and lacking of knowledge, God can work and move in your life. And you say, Jake, I'm not a person of truth. I'm not a person of mercy. I'm not a person who has acknowledged God. Then tonight you can see that even though God is warning them, He is willing to forgive them. And He's willing to forgive you tonight. And so we're going to be in chapter 4 for quite a long time because I just want to show you how to avoid bringing the judgment and discipline of God into your life and how you can be used by God even when you fail. And so as always, may God richly bless you. I ask that you would pray for me as I try to drag myself out of this chair and back over to the gym and, and hopefully not hurt myself as always. But uh, I thank you for watching, and I pray that God will bless you in a very mighty way.